Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Crime and Investigations, I Am A Killer is a brand new 10-part true crime documentary series produced in partnership with Netflix by an excellent production team including me, Danny Tipping and me, Tom Adams. Each episode tells the story of a prisoner convicted of capital murder and sentenced to death. In this podcast, we'll be going into the making of each episode revealing what it was like to produce this incredible series. My name is uh, Miguel Angel Martinez. I was convicted of capital murder, and I was sentenced to death. It's difficult for me to go back and, and try to, to quantify how I felt or what I was thinking. It just seemed like watching something on the screen. Episode four, Sympathy for the Devil, is the story of Miguel Martinez, a young man involved in what's essentially a, a, a robbery and a murder. Yes, Sympathy for the Devil, because... When the murders he was involved with took place, upside down cross, well, crosses that were in the building were put upside down and the people who investigated the murders felt that there was some kind of very possibly some kind of satanic ritual going on. Miguel is a a very thoughtful and charismatic guy. Very intense, actually. Very intense is, is what I got from his interviews and incredibly thoughtful. And, and actually, I think he says it in the second interview a few times that, that he thought long and hard about that first interview and, and the questions posed. And, and quite fairly, I think, had difficulty with the idea of, of people coming in and asking really big questions of him and being able to... to you know, give a, a, a an answer that works in a one-hour program. And, you know, I think he could have just talked and talked and still not felt that he got his point across. Yeah, he, he was a really intense, thoughtful character. Now, what I'm about to tell you, I stop myself from telling anybody. Because of parole and what are they going to think about me? The warp in my mind happened when I was eight years old. At eight years old, I became convinced that I was the son of a devil. Miguel Martinez, again, was a, a young man at the time the, these crimes took place, you know, with, with the other party, and but was tried uh, as an adult where his partner was not, um, who is relieved, uh, uh, received a life sentence. And Miguel 
received the death penalty. You know, and has spent the, the best part of his adult life now in prison contemplating the crimes. And again, he's extremely remorseful and talks very openly about uh, his regret and whether or not that elicits uh, sympathy or empathy from the audience. I don't know, but it's certainly it, you know, you, you, you question what you, you thought you perhaps understood, you know, which is on paper, fairly cut and dry case, two young guys break in to a house, murder the occupants, and I tried and convicted for that crime. But there's a lot more to it than that. And I think, you know, you really need to watch the film and to, to understand the levels and the complexities. He told me to give him the axe. He walked back down the hallway into the back uh, room. I didn't see what he did. When he came back, uh, he told me there was, a, there was a guy back there and uh, that Satan wanted their soul. The process took almost a year, really, to, to get to pool of, of people we'd, we wanted to film with. I mean, Jess, our researcher, ended up writing something like a 1,000-plus hmm. letters. I um, think we got responses to 300, didn't we? But, yeah, I mean, but, but, but then continuing to write, to, to hmm. and it had to be a prolonged process because it was two weeks for the letters to get there. The letters may or may not make it through the prison postal system. Some were just, you know, some never never got to where they were intended. And equally, the letters back, some of them just we never got. And occasionally letters crossed mid-Atlantic. And in a TV production world where you're used to instant emails and um, telephone calls and, and the like, it was, it was going back 20 years. It, it was extraordinary, really. Um, and, the, uh, and, of course, I think the key point to, to make here is that, that this was our only form of communication with our prospective interviewees. We hadn't met or discussed anything with, with these guys until the, the day we turned up. We wrote thousands of letters and received hundreds of replies. And some of them were, were interested in our proposal but were, were flatly refusing. Some of them were keen to use the opportunity of, of interviewing a film crew to protest their innocence, and, that, and that's not what the series is about. You, you'll see when you watch the series that all, all ten of our contributors accept uh, the fact they've committed a crime and have at least partly come to terms with the punishment they've received. And I think that was, that was a kind of key criteria, so that not everybody we wrote to obviously wanted to be involved, not everybody responded. Uh, and it did take a good year to, to get, you know, ten really strong contributors who, who we thought would contribute to ten great films. I mean, we knew we were making ten shows, but we ended up interviewing 14 inmates on death row or, or you know, people who had been on death row, simply because we didn't know whether whether their stories were held up, whether, whether they were engaging and whether they were interested in talking, actually. And, and it was a difficult choice to choose the, the 10 from the 14, but, but it was also a, a way of, in case people just decided not to cooperate when we got there and we had no way of knowing whether they would or they wouldn't, we just had to turn up and, and roll the camera and see. It was a way of, of anticipating a couple of people just dropping out. In fact, nobody did. And I'd say everybody was keen to be involved. Everybody was keen to talk, actually, to tell their story. And that was something that really came through when we started getting the rushes back, was how these characters, how these people wanted to talk and wanted to tell their story. Nobody had 
perhaps listen to them or they'd only been able to tell their story to within very tight confines of a of a a court hearing or or whatever it might be and and actually i think they felt that now i can i can say my piece yeah, it's not an opportunity they get offered every day and also it's not a right it's not their right to talk to any film or or, or media team that turns up and a couple of people actually that were on our our longer list had their their privileges revoked we never found out why but they weren't allowed then to contribute so the pool yeah. the pool narrowed over time these guys i think were grateful for the opportunity but also had to i think earn the privilege to be able to talk to to our team and and they were another contributing factor to that which we haven't mentioned actually the the prison authorities were were happier to grant us access in in the initial stages because we were a british film crew and i think they felt we would have a more unbiased fairer journalistic approach perhaps because we were, were British, I don't, that's no casting the aspersions. Possibly less of an agenda, I don't know. Yeah, yeah but I, I think that counted, and I also think that counted within the interviews. I think I think there was a possibly, a, strangely, a, a distance that allowed them to talk. I don't know. Without without mm. having an American on the team, it's hard to it's hard to know. I have a life sentence. Milo has no sentence. My perspective is and has been trying to equate what he is responsible for with what I am responsible for, trying to bring into alignment how he was treated and how I was treated, trying to find some, uh, some equality. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Miguel Martinez, I've read his letters, and again, he's, he communicates very openly and, 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 and initially welcomes the opportunity to, to tell his side of the story. Again, you know, it is, it's another tragic tale of, of a guy, perhaps on the, you know, from the wrong side of the tracks, gets involved in, in drugs and petty crime, and things spiral out of control from there. And he spent the rest of his life paying for that. You know. what, what interests me about him is the way he never quite reveals his story. It, it's all in there, but he keeps a lid on it. And, I mean, it's, it's heartbreaking, really. Uh, quite what went on, we don't know. Quite what the ins and outs of, of the events that night, we don't know. Again, we get lots of different perspectives on it. But there's so much unsaid in his final interview and his, his line about still having the anchor around his neck... It's just that the chain is a little bit longer. Mm. I think is is yeah, it's heartbreaking. And I think there's um, it's evident, you know, in this film as much as any of them that they, you know, that time in prison where they have to, you know, these guys have had to live with their crimes. Again, he's he's not he doesn't deny his involvement in any way, shape, or form. You know, is to understand that and to hear that firsthand just offers you the tiniest amount of understanding of what these guys may have gone through. Again, whether that elicits any kind of sympathy or empathy, I, I don't know. But it's it's 
but again the you know the flip side of that is there are three people dead so it's difficult talking about these because the characters we have got to know however well we know them are the um people who were involved in the crime and who we don't know are the are the victims and and in all of these there are there are victims and there are tragic tragic stories that these are lives that are lost and on the one hand you're trying to understand this character on the other hand you know people have been murdered We'd love to hear what you think of the series. Comment on Facebook or Twitter with hashtag IamAKiller. And don't forget to rate us and subscribe to this podcast series. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The I'm a Killer podcast is hosted by Tom Adams and Danny Tipping and is produced by Sam Pearson, Stefan Ardilly and Matt Talent with editing by Susanna Lawrence.